a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm so glad you've joined the program today. Hopefully you had a, a good weekend. It was a good one here on the farm, i got to tell you. We uh, we went to a Firefly Festival on Friday night in the uh, near the town of Farmville at Highbridge State Park. Uh, overlooking, we're on a railroad bridge looking down on the, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of fireflies. It was a very cool. Ended up uh, raccoon-proofing, fingers crossed, raccoon-proofing my uh, chicken coop after suffering some losses of hens over the past couple of days, but uh, hopefully we have that under control. We have a trap set. I gotta tell you, raccoons are sneaky. Try to stop a raccoon. You gotta you gotta wait. I mean, I have, I and I did. I waited for several hours on Saturday evening on my back porch. Gun in hand, waiting for the raccoon to show up. It did not. So we're going the trapping route instead, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, the uh, hens are all going to be okay. Uh, meanwhile, we are watching what's going on at the uh, Supreme Court. Today is a federal holiday, of course, the federal observance of uh, Juneteenth. So we are not getting any decisions uh, from the court today. But Tuesday morning, uh, we are expected to get more orders from the court, more decisions. And it could be that New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin will be among them. I'm still going with the idea that uh, Bruin is going to be one of the last cases to be released this term. So I think there's a good chance we've got a couple of more weeks before we actually get this decision out. But it could, again, come as early as Tuesday. And already, gun control groups are strategizing how they are going to respond. What are they going to do to try to continue to block as many Americans as possible from accessing their right to bear arms and self-defense? USA Today has a big story. Uh, today, Supreme Court's Second Amendment decision could trigger fight over banning guns at bars and stadiums. More than bars and stadiums, by the way. Uh, as uh, Adam Winkler, a UCLA law professor, says, quote, sensitive places are the next major Second Amendment battleground. States like New York and California that currently restrict concealed carry pretty severely are not just going to throw up their hands and surrender. They're not. They should. Because, again, the court is making it clear you are standing in the way of people exercising a constitutionally protected right. So, yeah, states like New York and California, New Jersey and Maryland and Massachusetts, Hawaii, the other uh, eight may issue states altogether should absolutely recognize what the court is likely to say in Bruin, that you cannot stop the average American from bearing arms in self-defense as long as they're law abiding, as long as they're legal gun owners. You cannot get in their way. And the good cause requirement that is in place in these eight may issue states where, again, you've got to go hat in hand to the issuing authority, whether it's a, a sheriff or a judge and say, please, please, please let me protect myself. Please let me carry a firearm in self-defense. And the judge, well, why do you want to do that, son? Well, I work in a bad neighborhood. Uh, I, I, I live in a high crime neighborhood. I, I'm concerned for my personal safety. Nah, not good enough. Unless you can articulate a demonstrable threat against your life. Unless you can tell us, you know, you you work with large sums of cash and you uh, carry it to the bank late at night. No, 
you're not going to carry a firearm in self-defense. I mean, again, that is the attitude in place in major population centers like New York and California. And Winkler's right. Despite what these anti-gun politicians should do in response to a Supreme Court decision striking down New York's may issue laws, we know that what they will do is going to be very different. Um, the uh, USA Today story quotes Eric Rubin, law professor at Southern Methodist University. He says, quote, the question becomes, how do you define a sensitive place for constitutional purposes? That's a question that's not before the Supreme Court right now, but I expect it to be in the coming years. Yeah, well, the, the reason why he expects it to be coming before the court in coming years is because that's exactly what he anticipates states like California and New York doing uh, in response to a decision that they don't like. Uh, and the gun control lobby is fully on board with that. Shannon Watts of Moms of Man Action says, quote, if the Supreme Court endangers public safety by wrongly overturning New York's public carry licensing law, lawmakers to do list should start with fixes to keep guns out of sensitive places like bars, parks and government buildings. Yeah, sensitive places like bars and parks and government buildings. Now, the government buildings, I think they're probably on some pretty solid ground because Scalia in the Heller decision, uh, in the Heller decision specifically mentioned government buildings and schools as examples of sensitive places where guns could presumably be banned. When you start getting into public parks, I mean, the city of Denver, for example, just recently passed a ban on the carrying of firearms in public parks. There've been some municipalities across the Commonwealth of Virginia that have done the same. At that point, I, I think, and again, I'm not an attorney, but I think that's when you are starting to now infringe upon people's right of self-defense. You can't guarantee if you are the city of Denver or if you're the city of Richmond, you cannot guarantee that these public parks are actually going to be secure, that they're going to have a significant law enforcement presence, that there are going to be magnetometers at every entrance, right? Again, these are open spaces. And yet these cities are saying, although we can't protect you, we're not going to let you protect yourself. I, I don't think that that expansive a reading of the quote unquote sensitive places uh, uh, reference in the Heller decision is going to fly ultimately at the Supreme Court. Although so far, unfortunately, we've seen a lot of lower courts give a lot of latitude uh, to these cities and localities that want to put these sort of localized gun bans in place. U.S. Today also says that uh, Paul Clement, former Solicitor General, uh, who argued the New York case for the plaintiffs, told the justices that he was, quote, a little bit reluctant to embrace the idea that government-provided security alone should be the threshold to justify banning guns in specific places. He says under that rubric, cities might try to prohibit guns broadly in entire neighborhoods by pointing to large police forces. Instead, Clement suggested that federal courts consider whether the building or space at issue prohibits all weapons and not just guns, and whether it allows anyone through the doors or restricts access, and whether it is a space where, quote, weapons are out of place. Again, a lot of these questions I don't think are going to be answered in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. I wish that the court was going to write an all-encompassing decision that would preclude uh, some of these jurisdictions from taking the anti-self-defense steps that they're almost sure to take. But this was a pretty narrow question presented by the court. Uh, and I suspect that the opinion, while it will be substantial, 
And it's certainly not going to be anything that uh, gun control activists like or admire. Uh, it is likely to leave some of these questions unresolved, and we are likely indeed to see future court cases arise as a response to the uh, Bruin decision. And ultimately, again, it's because the left refuses to acknowledge that the Second Amendment is a real right, that your right to both keep and bear arms is an individual right. It is protected by the Constitution. And they continue to do everything that they can, within and without their power, to try to turn that right into a privilege. Now, turning our attention to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report, we'll start there with a story out of New York with all kinds of gun laws on the books in New York, right? you got the SAFE Act. You just had, what, almost a dozen gun control laws passed by the New York legislature. The uh, top cop in uh, Buffalo, quote, slamming parolees with guns following point-blank shots at two cops. Thankfully, this convicted felon who was illegally possessing a firearm had really bad aim and missed uh, after he fired a handgun through the windshield of a Buffalo police car on Friday night, missing two officers. Uh, police Commissioner Joseph Grimaglia said, uh, thank God he did. It would be a completely different story here. But uh, Buffalo News reports that the commissioner says he's also amazed that the suspect was on the streets in the first place. In 28 years of police work, he said he has never seen such, quote, gun activity aimed at officers in the past few months. He says, I have a real issue with the fact that convicted felons on probation or parole are confident enough to pick up a handgun and walk around. This individual was on parole. He said, I can only guess. What was in this individual's mind was that he had no fear of the criminal justice system. He had no fears as to what was going to happen to him if he was caught with that gun. We need violent offenders behind bars. The suspect, identified as 27-year-old Nakeem Haynes of Buffalo, according to the Buffalo News, uh, Haynes was released from state prison last October after serving time, don't know how much, for illegal possession of a handgun. Uh, Gramaglia says that more charges against Haynes are expected. Uh, the officers remain on uh, administrative leave as the uh, case is investigated. Uh, Haynes, um, after shooting at the officers, took off on foot. A pair of officers gave chase, apprehended him almost two blocks away. He was shot eight times at that point in the chest, shoulder, side, lower back, and thigh. Uh, he was arrested, reported to be in critical but stable condition, and the police commissioner says he is expected to survive and, again, will be facing other charges. By the way, uh, Buffalo News also reports that uh, there was a crowd that gathered, crowd that uh, Grimaglia described as, quote, hostile, uh, after the officers took down the suspect who shot at them. One person at the scene subdued by a taser and charged, and police say they also recovered another handgun at the scene uh, that did not belong to the suspect. We'll keep our eyes open for any more details, but... You know, again, uh, lawmakers in New York don't care about this. They, they, they are aimed almost entirely at trying to prevent legal gun owners from exercising their Second Amendment rights. They don't want to do anything, it seems, to actually address the problem of violent criminals being swiftly returned to the streets, where, again, they seem to operate with very little fear of consequences, either being caught or what the criminal justice system might do to them if, in fact, they are arrested and charged with a crime. Now, today's armed citizen story from Phoenix, Arizona. We don't have a lot of details here, but police say that a, a man shot to death by his girlfriend and what neighbors 
are calling a case of self-defense. Uh, one resident says she heard a cry for help just a few feet away from her home, uh, saying, quote, somebody please help me, please, somebody help me, please help, help. Yeah, that was the sound of the woman who apparently was uh, frantically pleading for help. The witness uh, told ABC 15 she did not want to be identified, but she uh, told the local news uh, station that she instructed her roommate to call 911 while she kept watching from her window. She said he was pretty husky. He was reaching down over her. Bam, bam. All I saw was the right hand. He was wailing on her. And then the witness said they heard at least three shots fired. When uh, she said uh, she looked over there, she said, quote, the guy was shot. Uh, went through his sternum and out the back. Officers arrived on scene. They transported the man to the hospital where he later passed away from his injuries. Uh, the man's girlfriend had left the property at some point but did return to the scene. Police uh, say that she told investigators he had been assaulting her when she shot him. The uh, witness who spoke to ABC 15 says self-defense. Everybody that heard it was self-defense, and it was. Uh, now, according to ABC 15, police did detain the woman. It is unclear whether she could face any charges as the investigation continues. We will uh, keep our eyes open for any details here. But uh, right now, no official charges. Eyewitnesses say the woman was acting in self-defense. And uh, again, we'll let you know of any updates as they become available. Finally today, our good deed of the day in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, an Omaha police officer, Todd Coniglio. Uh, who a couple of days ago um, had to take a report about a stolen bicycle. A, a 13-year-old named Lucas called 911 to report that he just saw a guy cutting the lock on his bike and then riding away with it. Uh, Lucas said he tried to run after the guy, but couldn't manage to stop him. And uh, again, as I said, Officer uh, Todd Coniglio was the officer who uh, took Lucas's report. Um, he then drove Lucas around the area that his bike was stolen from, but they didn't find anything. However, Officer Coniglio worked with a group called Team Bike Rescue of Omaha and made sure that uh, Lucas would not be without a bike for long. He actually dropped off a new bike and a helmet for Lucas. Lucas should probably wear a shirt there, too. We'll help him from a road rash if he falls off. But uh, there you go. Officer uh, Coniglio and Lucas with the new bike in question. Uh, Omaha police say that uh, Coniglio's shift started with Lucas's call, ended with Team Bike Rescue delivering the fully assembled bike and gear to Lucas the very same day. How about that? So, again, in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. Officer uh, Todd Coniglio and the uh, folks at Team Bike Rescue of Omaha, we thank you both for your very, very good deed. That is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program, as always. We will be back tomorrow. We are going to be watching what's going on at the Supreme Court. If we get the Bruin decision, you will hear all kinds of details right here on Bearing Arms Cam and Company. But we are also watching what's going on in Capitol Hill as well where the efforts to find some sort of deal and a legislative text in the Senate uh, still underway, apparently. And there were reports that uh, progress was made on a couple of the uh, outstanding issues, including funding for states that don't want to implement red flag laws uh, and the quote-unquote boyfriend loophole as well. So we'll give you an update on that story as well tomorrow. Until we talk again, 
I would encourage you also to check out BarryandArms.com throughout the day because we will be updating the website with all of the latest Second Amendment news and information that you need to know about. If you like what you see, you can always become a VIP subscriber. Just go to BarryandArms.com slash subscribe and uh, use the promo code GUNRIGHTS for your 40% off discount. I ran out of music, <laughs> and I'm not done talking yet. So you know what? Here's what we do. We just fire it up again. That's what we do. That's right. Yeah, totally missed that cue. Anyway, you can use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, as I said, 40% discount on your VIP membership. It's our way of saying thanks, because your support really does make a difference. It really does matter, and I thank you very much for it. All right, music. Music cues throw me all off here, but I'm going to uh, wrap things up. I hope you have a great rest of your Monday. Until we talk again, be well, be safe, and be free.